the Ducks qualifying offers are out. And there was one major name that did not get a qualifying offer. We'll talk about that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit the music. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and I want to thank you all for your continued support and continuing to listen to the podcast. It is greatly appreciated. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, and thanks for making this your first listen of the day. So we've got a little bit to talk about today qualifying offers went out and I typically have my Monday episodes a little bit later just in case something happens and for today's episode I wanted to wait until the QOs went out and when other news came out which I knew was going to happen so that's why this is going to be a little bit later tomorrow we will be back on the YouTubes and hey you know what let's get down to business let's let's talk about it shall we I know there's a lot of Ducks fans that are Sad. There's even some Duck fans that are calling for Pat Verbeek's head. Well, that didn't last long. Look, calm down. I'm going to say this about 10 times today. Calm down. It is only Monday of free agency week. We don't know what the Ducks are going to do. Look, Pat Verbeek, he has a plan. We don't know exactly what that plan is, but he's only been at the helm for a few months He's He's got a vision for this team. He has a plan for this team. What that plan exactly is, we're not 100% certain yet, but we're seeing it kind of develop. We're seeing that he's wanting to start, not necessarily from scratch, but he wants to kind of restart this rebuild and go, you know what, we need to build around the youth. And there are certain guys that you want to build around, specifically guys like Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras, Jamie Drysdale, Mason McTavish, among others. That's who you want to revolve around. You want to revolve around your promising youth. So that's kind of what we're seeing already. And seeing that materialize in draft picks this season, and especially next season. Don't forget, the Ducks have three round two picks next season that they could either draft some great young players for, or... They could always use those picks as a sort of bargaining chip for next season's trade deadline. So just keep that in mind. He has a plan, guys. This next season, it's probably going to be painful. It's probably going to be a painful season until everything comes together. So just keep that in mind. Relax. Don't worry. It's only Monday. It's only the second week of July. It's a lot to be seen, all right? That being said, Sonny Milano's gone. <laughs> yeah, Sonny Milano did not get a qualifying offer from the Anaheim Ducks. That's got to sting just a little bit, right? Here's who the Ducks... Well, first off, here's who did not get a qualifying offer. Highlighted by Sonny Milano, who did not receive a qualifying offer from the Anaheim Ducks, which makes him a UFA. Also an unrestricted free agent, Sam Steele. 
Sam Steele has had kind of a disappointing run with the Ducks. He is 24. I think the Ducks were expecting a little more out of Sam Steele. So he did not get that QO. He is an unrestricted free agent. Also not getting a qualifying offer. Jack Badini, who spent a lot of time down in the goals organization. He is now a UFA. Lucas Elvinus, he's a UFA. So is, you ready for this? This got Ducks fans excited. Jacob Larson. <laughs> the Jacob Larson experiment is finally officially over. He is now a UFA. Look, I thought Jacob Larson did a fine job in San Diego. He served a good role in San Diego. But that's not what the Ducks signed him for. The Ducks signed him to be a competitive player in Anaheim. The Ducks signed him to make a difference in in Anaheim. That never happened. They didn't sign him to make a difference in San Diego. They're looking for some more depth pieces there. Brendan Gooley, he did not get a qualifying offer, so he is also a UFA. And also of note, Roman Derny is also a UFA. I know that John Broadbent and I talked about that on Friday's Supersized Podcast. Derny has been a little bit disappointing. So you know what? It is what it is. So Derny is now a UFA. Who knows if he gets on with an AHL team or even an ECHL team at this point. So those are the guys that did not get qualifying offers. Once again, those list of players. Frank, Sonny Milano, Sam Steele. Yeah. Jack Badini, Lucas Elvinus, Brendan Gooley, Jacob Larson, and Roman Derny. Here's who did get qualifying offers. Restricted free agents. Ole Eriksson Eck, who is currently the backup in San Diego. Simone Benoit, he's been a pretty important piece for this Ducks franchise. Benoit did spend 53 games in Anaheim. He he did a job. He did a pretty decent job in Anaheim and spent a good chunk of the season with the Ducks. And he serves a purpose and he could be kind of a 18-19 minutes third pairing defenseman kind of guy. You always need those players. So he might get a million there. Not a bad offer. Also getting qualifying offers. Uro Vakaninen, who was also part of that Ducks defensive core. He could be another third line guy. He has not scored a goal in the NHL yet. So we'll see what happens next season. So Uro Vakaninen and Isaac Lundestrom. Lundestrom, yeah. He should be back with the Anaheim Ducks. Look, I like Lundestrom. He has had some lapses, but he's also had a pl- plenty of good defensive outings as a forward. One of the more responsible defensive forwards the Ducks have. Last season was a breakout for him. He was hardly injured. He played almost every game last season, broke out for 16 goals, a career high, 29 points, also a career high. He's finally found some footing with the Ducks. And you know what? You always need those third-line centers. Those guys are very important. So if you look at the Ducks down the middle right now in center, theoretically, you're already set. You have Trevor Zegras, Adam Henrique, Mason McTavish, Isaac Lundestrom. You know what? That's not bad. If you can re-sign Isaac Lundestrom for a decent amount. Last season, he did make under a million. He made $874,000. I would expect him to get re-signed for uh, maybe a million, 
maybe 1.1. Honestly, I with the kind of production that he had, I would be okay with a 1 million or 1.1. That's fine. I think the Ducks would take that any day. Give him maybe two, three years. Yeah. Maybe it's also kind there could be a show me contract in there somewhere as well. I think last year was kind of that show me what you got. And he did well. So even if he goes one, one point one, you know, anything under one and a quarter, you take that in a heartbeat. Cause Lundestrom, hey, if you can get fifteen goals from a third line center or a fourth line center, you take that, right? Those depth guys are very important. All right, we'll talk more about who's not coming back after this brief word from Athletic Greens. Now, look, I use Athletic Greens pretty much every day. I wanted a supplement that tastes good and wanted much better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system, which I have noticed, by the way, just to let you know, I have noticed a difference. I do have more energy when I take my AG1. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, and it is recommended by professional athletes. So, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, about 10 ounces of water. Put one scoop in, that's it. Just shake, stir, you're good to go. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We'll talk about the players not coming back on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And what a weird day for my internet to go out and kind of be spotty today. Just a little bit of a weird day on on my end in that regard. So this will be audio. But hey, you know what? That doesn't mean we can't stop talking about the Ducks and the qualifying offers and all that stuff. In case you missed it in the first segment the Ducks did not extend qualifying offers to a plethora of players, and we'll talk about those players right now. So first, let's talk about who... Well, I talked about Isaac Lundestrom and why it was important to re-sign him or get him re-signed. That's fine. Sonny Milano. So I was actually surprised that Sonny Milano did not get a qualifying offer. However, I could kind of understand why, and I kind of see what Pat Verbeek is possibly trying to do. Last season, Sonny Milano made $1.7 million, which is fine. Last season, he got off to a hot start with the Ducks. Obviously had that flying Z goal that everyone still loves, and he does have a chemistry with Trevor Zegras. He did fall off a little bit at the tail end of the season. I've seen tweet tweets that... 
maybe there was something going on with the coaching staff, maybe something with the front office. Who knows? Only Pat Verbeek, only the upper management know exactly what's going on there. But as far as on ice is concerned, Sonny Milano, I thought, had a terrific time of it in Anaheim, especially this past season where he kind of grew into his own role. And it looked like he found his place. I thought he was most effective. I would say most effective when he was on that line with Trevor Zegras. Easily. Those two had amazing chemistry, and you could just see the points start to pile up, especially during that two-month period where the Ducks were just winning game after game after game. And both Z and Milano were piling up points. Then the All-Star break hit. Then we started to see that shuffling of rosters, then the shuffling of lines. Then you separated Trevor Zegers and Sonny Milano, which was not a good idea at all. Milano did miss 16 games this season for various reasons, but separating those two that immediately just spelled the end and that wasn't really a management thing that was a Dallas Eakins thing that was Eakins putting out those rosters and I know a lot of people were still kind of scratching their heads as to why I mean still to this day why would you separate those two when they had a good thing going and that could have been a contributor to the demise of the Ducks in the second half of the season so I understand why Duck fans are not happy that Milano just was not given a fair chance. The reason that he fell off wasn't necessarily because he just wasn't producing. It was it was really just a reason. I mean, there, there's a lot of reasons. But it's a residue of being shuffled around. It's a residue of not being with the players that he's used to playing with. So that's why you could see that Milano's production tailed off. It's just the nature of hockey sometimes. But it's also the nature of Dallas Eakins as the head coach. And look, you could put the blame wherever you want on how the Ducks ended that season. You could put a lot of blame around on the Ducks' second half demise. You could put blame on the coaching staff. You could put blame on Dallas Eakins, and he takes a lot of the blame. Some of it, you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe some rightfully so. You could put some blame on the assistant coaches. You could put some blame on the players themselves, just not producing on their new lines. There's plenty of blame to go, to go around. But from a hockey standpoint, it's still a little bit baffling as to why Milano did not get a qualifying offer. So I, I feel you, Ducks fans. I understand very much your pain. I understand why you're confused as to why would you get rid of Frank? He was a fan favorite. And what does this mean going forward? Well, that means no Frank. Hey, the Ducks could still bring him back. They might try to bring him back for a smaller amount. You never know. He could try to come back for 1.5. Maybe there's going to be a team that's going to overpay him. There's going to be a team out there that's going to pay two, two and a half million. And I know Ducks fans will say, hey, two and a half, I mean, that's not the worst. He was due for a raise. Look, he might want a long-term deal. He could get three years somewhere. And some other team could overpay for Sonny Milano. Who knows? And Sam Steele, he just has not gotten it together at all. Let's look at his production. Six goals. Six goals. 
Six goals. Six goals. He has been, well, for better or worse, he's been consistent. Six goals per season. He hasn't gotten worse. He hasn't improved either. He's just been there. He's been that guy that gets a few points every so often and kind of is just mired in the fourth line or in the third line. Look, Sam Steele is not a first-line guy. He's not the second-line guy that the Ducks were, frankly, hoping for when they drafted him. I know there were some high hopes years ago that, hey, he could turn into maybe a second- or third-line guy consistently. Ducks fans were hoping that, hey, he's a first-round pick. Maybe he could be that depth guy. Well, unfortunately, it hasn't really quite worked out to how they would like. So... I understand why he would be one of the players to go, and I don't think Ducks fans are really upset about losing a Sam Steele. Nor should they be upset about losing (laughs) Brendan Gooley and Jacob Larson. All right. Brendan Gooley did spend a few games in Anaheim. Not much. He never really got his footing in Anaheim. He spends most of his season with San Diego, and that's fine. Yeah, you don't really want that to be your ceiling if he's just going to be a fringe guy for his entire career maybe it is time to move on from Brendan Gooley as well Jacob Larson has I mean that's been documented a ton of times Jacob Larson has had a rough go of it with the Anaheim Ducks as I call it the Jacob Larson experiment it just has not worked out he has not been that depth defensive guy that they were frankly hoping for. He only got six games in Anaheim last season, his lowest since his rookie season back in 2017. Before that, he played 49, 60, and 46 games. This past season, he spent 55 games in San Diego and did a fine job there. But that's not what you paid him for. You paid him to be a member of the Anaheim Ducks. So I get that. As far as the other pieces that are gone... Lucas Elvinus, he came in off of waivers. And Jack Bedini, it's sad seeing Jack Bedini go because there were high hopes for Jack Bedini as well. He was pretty fairly touted about three years ago. He was a third-round pick, did spend his time with San Diego over the past couple seasons. He concluded his studies at Harvard, finally made it to San Diego, and that's about it. So... Those are some of the guys that are no longer, well, likely no longer a member of the Ducks organization. But man, losing Santa Milano, that one hurts. But it is time to move on a little bit. So we'll talk about that for a skosh. And we'll also briefly talk about the latest thing that just got announced by the Ducks. We'll talk about that after this brief word from Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online is where the game starts and has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And folks, baseball season is here. The All-Star game is coming next weekend. So, hey, you know what? There's lines for MLB all over the place. There's lines for who's going to win the Stanley Cup next season. So if you want to check it out for yourself, head over to betonline.net right now using either your mobile device or your laptop or whatever device you're on. Once again, BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On 
Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And you're locked in with J.D. Hernandez. And this is episode number 564 of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. And for those of you that have been here for most of them, thank you for continuing to make this your first listen. And thank you for your continued support. It is so appreciated. All right, so let's talk about the other news that took place today. And this is kind of a big one, at least for me, this is a big one. If you recall, Jeff Ward left the Ducks organization as an assistant coach due to personal reasons. We do not know what those reasons are. Well, the Ducks hired a new assistant coach. And for those of you in SoCal, this name might be a little bit familiar. The new assistant coach for the Anaheim Ducks is Craig Johnson. Now, that name might be familiar if you're a minor league fan. Craig Johnson, for the past couple seasons, has been on the staff for the LA Kings minor league affiliate, the Ontario Reign. In fact, last season, he was part of that coaching staff that went through a whole bunch of stuff. And I will actually talk much more about that tomorrow because I have a lot of thoughts on this hire for the Anaheim Ducks. I like it a lot, but I'll have a lot more thoughts on that tomorrow because it'll take more than two or three minutes to talk about that the other big news that i kind of want to address and this is just league-wide is evgeny malkin he is now going to be a free agent and hearing reports that ricard raquel is going to get signed for five million per season which you know what good for him i don't know if the ducks were going to offer racks five million but pittsburgh giving him five per season for at least five years. I, I had heard a couple days ago that he could be looking at six years. Like he was looking for six at some point somewhere. But either way, a long-term contract at $5 million AAV. Hey, you know what? Go get your bag. Go get your bag, Ricky. So Ricard Raquel, uh, at least five years, $5 million per. That's a pretty decent deal for the Penguins. And a dynamic wing for Pittsburgh. So, yeah, the Penguins doing a lot of stuff today. But let's talk about their free agency for a hot minute before we wrap up today. With the Ducks not extending qualifying offers to a bunch of players, that means that they will have even more cap space than originally anticipated in this year's upcoming free agent market. And looking at how much money is left, the Ducks have a lot of money to spend. They have about $40 million in cap space, just a little under $40 million. That's a lot of money. They still need about $18 million to just get up from the cap floor. So they have to spend $18, $20 million. They have to do that. Who could you go after? Who could the Ducks possibly try to get? Well, Raquel is off the market now. You know who's the big names out there? I'd I don't think they're going to try to go after Malkin, but there's some easy big names out there. How about Johnny Gaudreau? Gaudreau could possibly go to New Jersey. They have a lot of money. But hey, you know what? The Ducks have the most money. Who wouldn't be excited about playing with Trevor Zegras? I mean, I would. And Johnny Gaudreau, he would immediately be an impact player for the Ducks. 
it would still be a rebuilding next season, but getting Gaudreau would definitely accelerate the rebuild. So that that could be a fun one, right? That could be a lot of fun. How about some other guys that are out there? Claude Giroux, he is older, but hey, you know what? He could be a captain. How about bringing back Manson? Give Manson that money. And that would also solve your conundrum of who's going to be the captain. Manson did make four and a half, like over four last year. And I'm sure he could come back for four. How about John Klingberg? Yeah, go after Klingberg. He's still young. He's up and coming. He's got 47 and 74 last season. Go after him. How about Andre Burakovsky? He's a free agent. He could go after that bag. The Ducks have the money. My point is, the Ducks have so much money that they could spend on free agency that they have got to go after a couple of these big names. They've got to, they've got to take some swings right now. I'm going to say this again. Everybody relax. Pat Verbeek is not done yet. Pat Verbeek has a plan. I'm going to repeat this one more time for everybody in the back. Pat Verbeek has a plan. We don't know what exactly that plan is, but I would I would expect him to be very active Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday when free agency really opens up. I'm expecting it. All right. That's my final thoughts on that for today. Uh, we're going to wrap up this particular podcast. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the newest coach for the Anaheim Ducks, a little bit more about that. And do check that out tomorrow. In the meantime, thank you all for making this your first listen of the day. Go ahead and make Locked On NHL your second listen of the day. And don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. You could reach out to me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm JD Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and Ducks fly together. <laughs>